Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We hope that it inspires you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about the life and ministry of City Lights Church and how you can connect with us at city-lights.church. Well, yes, my name is, is Sarah Petrel and I am a school chaplain and an army chaplain. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers as well and all the people who came from mothers. So that's everyone. <laughs> I know, and it may shock you. It may shock you. You're going to be shocked when I tell you this, but I have a 20-year-old son. I know. Shock. You don't look very shocked. Try, you know, try harder next time. <laughs> and he just turned 20 just a few weeks ago. And it's a significant birthday, 20, not just for him, but for me. Because my son turning 20 was... 21 years ago was when I encountered Christ. I found myself in a place broken, bruised, hurt, weak, and lost. I became interested in church. I kept passing by. I kept passing by this church and I became really interested in, in, in what this place was about. And, and finally, I stepped through the doors and I heard this crazy idea, this crazy, crazy idea that God loves me. And at the time, I did not think a single person loved me or that I maybe loved anyone at all. Little did I know, little did I know, that love was going to be the catalyst for change in my life. Up to this point, I did not know love. I did not feel love. I was a person in chains, shackled, wearing the bonds of my past, of my bad choices, of things that had been done to me and the way I lived previously. See, we live two lives. You might not know this. But the second life begins when you encounter Christ. When you start living for something other than yourself. And there I was, 21 years ago, at the age of 22, and I started my second life. Can you keep up with all the twos? Two, 22, 21, 20, yeah, there's lots of numbers. <laughs> and God in his infinite wisdom... Loving me, by loving me, started this work of breaking those chains. So today I would like to share with you a little piece of my story, if that's okay. And the title of my message today, because it's always good to have a title, is a testimony of freedom. And I have to let you know right from up front, when I say that I was bound in chains, and it wasn't... I wasn't had these chains on me because God couldn't take them off. No, not at all. I had these chains on me, but they were completely unlocked. But it was up to me to take them off. It's not because God couldn't. It's not because God wouldn't. They were, they were unlocked. They were just on me. I had to take them off. Growing up, I had a certain... Significant negative things happen, which really damaged me to my core, right from my childhood through to my, all the years growing up. 
my teenage years. And then as I became an adult, I took over damaging myself. Important parental relationships were really damaged. Trust was eroded. Anger and fear entered into my life. And when I got old enough, yeah, as I said, I continued the, the work. I made my own poor choices and the cycle of damage continued and the hurt and the pain. And you may say, well, you're impaired, you know, by what came before you and that may very well be so, but that's how the enemy works. And when I say the enemy, if you've never heard that reference before, I mean the enemy that the Bible describes as the deceiver, the liar, the accuser, the tempter, the evil one. I knew the accuser, I knew the liar, but through love I was knowing God. John 10.10 tells us the thief, the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. And at this time, at what seemed the very end of myself, God made sense to a part of me, a part I had not known. And I responded to this call of love. And I encountered that I encountered this church and I can tell you I wasn't comfortable with it. I was very uncomfortable with this love. Not long after commencing this walk, this second life, I actually found myself pregnant, still in a dangerous place, isolated with no support. But when this child came into existence, the care that I could not have for myself rose up in me for this child. Within two weeks, I was away and safe. I committed myself to be better for this child, not for me, because I didn't quite have that revelation of love yet. And when this child came into being and was placed in my arms for the first time, I wasn't full of love. I hear stories of people when they say, oh, when I, when I first got my baby in my arms, I was so full of love. I, I wasn't. Because love had no language for me yet. There was no language of love for me. But what I did feel as this, this little bundle of goo and, you know, when they're born, they're, they're not attractive, you know. <laughs> When, when this bundle of goo and goop with one eye stuck sort of closed and looking at it like this, when he was placed in my arms, I had this overwhelming compulsion just to keep him safe and alive. And God, in his infinite wisdom, set about to restore me through this very baby I held in my arms, something I did not know then. And as I watched Ben grow, and experience joy and innocence and happiness and safety, I experienced those things too. And all those years of my childhood that I said were marred with difficulty, with challenge, with hurt, with pain, they were being restored back to me through the years of my son. One, two, three, and so on, 10, 11, 12, and so on. Even the difficult teenage years when you just want to, you know... <laughs> 
send them somewhere. <laughs> Even through my, my, my back and forth and my arguing with Ben, it was a restoration of the time of my teenage years when there was different kind of arguing. And as this tiny human, this tiny little human looked upon me with adoration and utter dependence, ah, I was learning to love. That hardness in my heart was cracking, that those chains were cracking, and love entered into my vocabulary. It wasn't easy and it took me a while to realise. And as Ben grew, we grew together. And, and into that equation, I could start to see God's love in my life. And I tell you, it's something I just was not comfortable with. It may be foreign to you to hear that someone's not comfortable with love, but it was really unforeign to me. It, for, unforeign. Really foreign to me. <laughs> Unnatural, unusual to me. Because I didn't grow up with it. Or perhaps I did, but I didn't see it. And I know I am not alone here when I say I wrestled with God on these matters of life. God, your word says you love me, but I didn't feel love. Your word says you are always with me, but what about that loneliness I felt? Your word says this, your word says this, but where were you there? Where were you there? Where were you in the darkness? Where were you when I felt so lonely? like I was in a dark room with no windows and no light. Where were you there? I questioned God time and time again. God was never worried about my questions. He was never, oh, you're asking these questions? I'm, I'm out of here. Never. God, why? As a child, why? And I know some people can, can identify with these questions. God knew that this love was foreign to me. He knew that I didn't have this language of love. And he knew that I was struggling with these chains. And whilst I did not necessarily get answers to all my many and many irrational questions, I did feel comfort. I did feel understanding. And I did feel that the knowledge that despite what was done to me, despite what happened to me, despite the choices that I made, despite the things I had done, the scars that I had, I was loved. And as Ben grew up, my years were restored. These episodes of crying were, were many, and they still are a little bit, I'm not going to lie. You see, what was happening through these, these episodes of, of sadness and crying out to God and, and that feeling of restoration was healing. Have you ever had a burn or a scratch or, or something and it feels really itchy? And you're like, oh, really, it feels itchy. And you know, that is that new skin forming. That is that, that, that wound that is repairing. It feels a bit uncomfortable and you just want to scratch at it. It annoys you. It's, it's annoying. But that is that new skin forming. Old wounds were healing in me and new skin was forming. In the book of Joel, Joel 2, 21 to 27, Joel speaks about the restoration of the Lord. Joel was encouraging Judah to have confidence in God's promise of restoration. And if we pick it up in verse 23, 
Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floor will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locust and the young locust. The other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be ashamed. This encouragement to the people of Judah was my promise, the promise to me. And today I believe that is a promise for us all. God restores. He is faithful. He blesses. And yes, he has abundance for you. Our threshing floors will be full of wheat. And you may not be in a circumstance right now where you particularly feel abundance or you particularly feel restored. Across my 21 years, there were plenty of times where, as I said, I questioned God, where is this promise I have read about? But Joel reminds us here in the scripture that that it's a story of encouragement and let my story be also a story of encouragement to you. God's promise, God promises to restore and God is faithful. Mother's Day. Mother's Day has always been a particularly challenging and difficult day for me. My mum was entwined in some of the hurt I experienced in a, as a kid and, and also being a single mum and being alone on Mother's Day has always been really challenging. I don't always feel like celebrating myself. But as the years have gone by, and love has entered into my life, and that vocabulary of love and that language, and those healing, the healing has happened and the restoration, I've continued to hold tightly to God and that promise of restoration, despite what it has looked like on the outside. You haven't always been able to look at me and think, wow, that's a restored person. Wow, she's kicking goals. Sometimes I look, what is going on with her life? She needs to go to church. (laughs) And I'm the first to say that. But as time had passed, I found myself being able to have empathy for my mum, something I'd never had before. And my willingness to love her had grown. You see, my mother had a lot taken from her, the same, similar to what was taken from me. So there was always that difficulty between us. And, then, and without having that language for love, how could I, I possibly relate to her? But God, you know. <laughs> Holding on to that bitter resentment and that hurt and that pain was, is, was only hurting me. And through that pressing in, through the tears, through the crying out to God, through the restoration, the healing wounds, this uncomfortable feeling, 
And through that journey with my own son, the hurt began to change my life, in my life. And God, in his infinite wisdom, sought to restore me to my mother through motherhood. See, God's restoration starts on the inside. After years and years of struggling financially, sometimes having five jobs to make ends meet and, and having to just, you know, really be creative with a can of beans and, uh, you know, good thing Ben pretty much eats anything. He didn't know half the time. Look, Good thing he wasn't fussy. He's like, what? Is this not, you know, perfect steak? It's mince. <laughs> How good is mince? You can do so many things with it. <laughs> you know, having those many jobs and having debt that was overwhelming, you know, in those final years of my son's schooling, probably the last five years now, that I started to see that restoration that was promised starting to show itself on the outside. Remember, 21, but just the last five years. I have been able to put myself through university, pay off my car, paid off my loan debts, put my son through school in 20. 20, I bought a house. I've taken my son overseas on holidays. He's been to so many countries. And I have been given opportunities to be generous to others. I've gathered resources to shape my life and discover my calling that God has for me. A calling that I realize actually was planted all those years ago. I remember in primary school, uh, there was this guy that would turn up and play a guitar in the playground and, and I just loved this guy. And I went to a Catholic school and it wasn't a priest that came. It wasn't you know, a church worker. It was actually a chaplain. And that was when I was in what, year one. And I'm reminded and remember that person. I've represented Australia in sport. I've been given many opportunities to influence men, women and children through my story, through my testimony through my teaching and through my leadership. And this year, after much work, as Pastor Andrew said, I've started in my role in the military as a chaplain, a role that I can honestly say is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Now, 21 years later, I joined the military when I was 18 and I've been in that military the, the whole time. Remember, 21, like, two, like so many, so many numbers in there. <laughs> And I'm not telling you this to bring attention to look how great I am. Look at all the things I've achieved. I've got all this stuff. I'm so good. Not at all. Not at all. Because I have no unique ability or value beyond anyone else here. Yeah, we are all unique and, and special, as my, you know, as, uh, as my dad would say. Uh, but I have no extra ability that you also don't have because it, it's from God, my restoration. My blessing is from God. The abundance I'm experiencing in my life is not me, it's from God. Restoration and healing is available to all, regardless of your age, your gender, where you, ha where you find yourself now, whether you've been walking with Christ for a long time and, and still are struggling with things, whether you've been walking with, with Christ just a few years. A final element in my restoration, one that I can only speak a little bit about today, is the, the restoration I received with my father. The last few years of my father's life, he declined physically. 
And God, my Father, in his infinite wisdom, restored the relationship with my earthly father. And just last year before he died, I had this overwhelming realisation, which I spoke to Pastor Andrew and Beck about, that for the first time in my life, I am free. I can do whatever I want with my life. I can finally choose no more chains. God loved me. God restored my childhood. God restored my body and my mind. God restored my resources. God restored my calling. God restored my relationship with my mother and the relationship with my father. Freedom did not happen in two minutes for me. Or two years, 21 years. And I believe it's still unfolding. There's more to come. And I'm excited about that. And if we go back to our scripture in Joel verse 27, then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. I can tell you for many years I experienced shame. When you have things happen in your life and you, as I said, you take over doing those things, the negative things, you, you take on a whole bunch of shame. Whether it was your fault or not, it doesn't have to make sense. Never again will my people be shamed. My story of freedom, my testimony of God's restoration and abundance in my life is an encouragement for us all today. And when God restores and when you allow him to heal, to unlock those chains, come alongside, you will not be shamed. It's been a long journey. And it's been it's been difficult, I can tell you that. I haven't always felt strong and confident. I always questioned God, yet he is so faithful. And I just wonder if today you would just take a moment. If there is something in your life, something that you know needs restoration or a healing, perhaps something you've cried out to God for many, many times, and it feels like it feels like you don't have an answer, I can tell you God is working. You don't always see it. You don't always feel it. You don't always feel great. If you could just take a moment now, just with eyes closed and head bowed. To bring forward that thing, whatever it is, that healing that you need or that restoration. If it's a relationship. If it's a vice or something that is, that's, you feel that chain on you, that you need breaking and you need that courage or that confidence to put down that chain. You could just bring that forward now and submit that to God. Lord God, Lord God, we submit now to you the things in us that need that restoration, that need your loving work. Lord, we know you are faithful. We know you work miracles in lives, Lord God. We know you can break chains. There is no chain 
that is unbreakable to you. There is no issue that cannot be resolved. There is nothing, Lord, that we need to keep in the dark. I pray your Holy Spirit now is working in our lives, breaking chains, breaking strongholds, restoring, opening eyes, hearts full of joy because they know that you are alongside them and you are restoring them, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your abundance and your restoration in our lives. Give us eyes to see your work. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this message. We hope that it has inspired you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about City Lights Church at city-lights.church.